plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. I am so happy to be here with you today. And we were supposed to have our power cut off again before this radio show because I'm broadcasting from California. And it looks like it's uh, going to be in a few hours, so I get to be here live with you. So welcome, welcome to our informational playground of Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity and We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel, which we do every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. We want to help you seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations, and hopefully you won't just wish upon a star, but with the information that we give you, you'll be able to live your dreams and actually land on that star, because I, I really do believe that We are all the writers, producers, directors, and stars of our own life. And if we want something to happen, we have to make it happen. Well, the miracle moment for today kind of runs right into that theme. And this is one that is from Buddha. There are two fatal errors that keep great projects from coming to life. One, not finishing Two, not starting. (laughs) So uh, if you want to achieve great things, you have to start. And the only way to start is to take that first step, right? So every journey starts with one step. Well, what what do we have today for you in this hour of power? In segment two, uh, we will talk about how we lose our minds. And we'll actually kind of a self-assessment of stress and mental health and Uh, how you are feeling about it. So it's going to be a way that you can gear how stressed you are and if if it's necessary to seek help. In segment three, we'll talk about desire to own a home. The average millennial responder requires a full three years to save for a down payment. And that's actually three months more than Gen Xers and six months more than baby boomers. So buying a house today is really tough. And if you already have a home, have you ever dreamt of a second vacation home? And is that a good idea in this climate? Um, I would just venture to say if you have the money, maybe, but there's going to be some food for thought when it comes to mortgages. But right now in November, we're witnessing Such a beautiful display of fall foliage as the leaves start falling from the trees. They're turning from green to saffron to tangerine to crimson. And then, you know, then all of a sudden there's that big pile. And I know when I was a kid, 
We used to rake the leaves and then jump in them and spread them all over the place. We thought it was just great fun. And I know in the East Coast, uh, the burning of the leaves was always a big tradition. Well, it is time to reap and it is a time to, um, to plant a few things before the snows come, but only if you're in an area that has some wet soil. So I'm calling this segment a time to plant, a time to reap, because as Ecclesiastic said in 3.1, to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. So as you know, here in uh, California, all of California, and especially where I am in Northern California, there have been power disruptions and there have been lots of fires. But with uh, uh, some of that, hopefully in our rearview mirror, well, maybe not completely in our rearview mirror because obviously we've been told our power is going to be out again. And from what I read, it's about a half a million people in Northern California are going to be without power for the next few days. But I have really looked forward to November because October was such a tough month. And so November, I welcomed it with open arms and a grateful heart. And it won't be long before the rains arrive. We're hoping. It doesn't look like they're going to be here in California before December. Uh, Josh just told me in Arizona it is raining like cats and dogs and then they'll be flooding and all of that. So every part of the country is having different issues. Uh, When I'm driving or walking through the area of, of Northern California right now, I am just witnessing such a beautiful display of fall foliage. And this is the, you know, when the leaves turn all the different colors because of photosynthesis. Now, if you're on the East Coast, probably the leaves have already fallen because you're already having really cold weather and you're having uh, snow. If anybody has never seen the fall foliage, the big display of leaves that happens on the East Coast, usually in October, towards the end of October, it is really and truly spectacular. But I have to say right now, uh, California is looking pretty beautiful uh, where the fires didn't burn because the leaves have uh, are just that really deep crimson red and that real yellow saffron and it's you know it's just it's so pretty and there's orange kind of like pumpkins so in knowing what do we do at this time of year it is time to fertilize heavily in autumn plants quit sending minerals and water to leaves and blooms the nutrients are instead directed to increase the roots while storing food for the winter months and we witness the foliage color change to our great delight So when you fertilize at this time of year, you're going to be feeding your trees, your shrubs, your plants, and your lawn. And the dormant feeding is absolutely crucial for the success of your garden for the following seasons. And this is the reason for that is the roots are really busy storing nourishment, even though the above ground growth has halted. So it's best to do this heavy feeding after the first rain to assist the fertilizer to go deeper into the ground. The soil is still warm and will soak up the fertilizer. And it's a time to feed the lawns. Now, I want to just give the caveat to that. I, I want you to feed the lawns if it's raining, if you've had a first rain in your area, or if you think snow is coming. But 
for example, here we have had no rain since I don't know when the last time was, maybe May. So it's not a really good time to fertilize your lawn unless you're going to water it continuously because you don't want to burn it. So if you have had rain, your lawns need to be fertilized. The blade growth has slowed even here because it's cooler at night. Still warm in the day, but it's definitely cooler at night. And that is a signal that the roots are digging deeper. So gradually start mowing your lawn shorter and then fertilize it heavily to prepare the grass for the long, cold months ahead. Now, there is still time to aerate if your clay soil is compacted or if you have clay soil. I have clay soil, so I have to aerate. And after the first rain is always a good time to reseed or to install new sod if you like sod. I'm a big believer in throwing seed and actually making my own um, my own seed patches. And you can do that. You can make a personal batch of grass patch by mixing a bag of soil, um, usually potting soil, in a wheelbarrow with enough lawn seed until you can see like, 20 more seeds when you grab a handful. And then what you do is you scratch or till any bare patches on your lawn. You scatter the seed over the fresh soil. You rake it lightly. You water and you wait for the seedlings to sprout. So keep the area damp until the grass is established and you don't want to let it dry out. Now, the next thing that it is time to prune dead branches and, like I said earlier, rake the leaves. No plant or tree is fireproof and dead branches, dry leaves and grasses are highly flammable. And yes, you're going to hear me talking about fires probably for a while. I have to admit, I love a fire in a fireplace and I love fire pits and, um, and I love barbecuing. But since we've had these major fires here, I am waiting until it's raining to do any fire pits or to do any um, chimneys because it's just too dry outside. And in fact, I was barbecuing the other night and um, the chicken that I was barbecuing, you know, it kind of flamed. And I actually went and got a hose and hosed down the area around the barbecue and the and the house, because I thought, oh, my gosh, if one spark gets out, it could be dangerous for the whole neighborhood. So that's how freaked out we are about fires right now. But by pruning these dead branches, you'll reduce the fuel laddering. And you want to prune 6 to 10 feet from the ground and several feet from any roofs. A person needs to be able to walk under a tree without being hit by a branch. And then while you are doing that, clean out your gutters, your eaves, your porches, and your decks. Uh, Again, this is just a a cleanup, an autumn cleanup, but I'm also doing it for um, fire prevention as well. Time to watch for rodents, skunks, coyotes, and there's definitely lots of squirrels. It's mating season for rodents and skunks. And here in in, uh, California, the recent fires have really impacted wildlife movement. And what it's done, it's allowed the animals to migrate closer to residential development. And that includes a plethora of rats and skunks. I haven't, and actually gophers and moles as well. It's so interesting that before the fires, you could drive around neighborhoods and you wouldn't see any gopher holes. Now we're seeing 
gopher holes everywhere. When I uh, go to lock up my animals at night, every single night I see a family of skunks and they have moved closer to us right now. And um, there are rats out there as well. Now, if you have a vector control in your area where we live, vector control is part of our taxes and it's a free service. So if you do have one, check your, uh, check your county to see if vector control is, uh, is part of what your services are. And what that will do is you can actually call vector control to come out and either uh, give you advice about your rodents. And in some areas, they will help you trap your skunks or they will actually lend traps to you, especially they're especially nervous because skunks can have rabies. If you see skunks during the day, that could be a bad sign. So time to plant garlic. Now, vampires may not like garlic, but foodies do. I sure do. Being Italian, I can't cook without garlic or wine. So planting just a dozen cloves will yield you a harvest of more than 120 cloves. And a bulb has several cloves to break apart before planting in a sunny location. And you want to do that in rich, well-drained soil. So put the pointy side up and the flat side down. Cover the cloves with a layer of mulch and they will multiply, forming a new bulb. So harvesting will be late summer when the tops have yellowed, and then you can tie or braid the stalks or cut the leaves above the bulb. And always save a large bulb for next year uh, planting because that way you'll be able to pull it apart and you'll have more garlic, and that way it's kind of like having a mother clove. You just continue having uh, garlic. It is time to harvest and eat your delicious pineapple guavas. If you don't know what they are, they're, they're called feijoas, and that is a, the fruit is self-harvesting. It is actually a fruit that's from Brazil, but here we call them pineapple guavas, and the fruit will fall from the tree when it's ripe. However, if you get anxious and you just want to pick it, you can do that because obviously the squirrels and the birds will try to beat you to it. Now, when cut, a fully ripened feijoa will have a clear-colored jelly section, And if they're not ripe, if they're still too green, oh, and by the way, the outside of them are green, you can put them in a brown paper bag for a few days with maybe an apple. And then all I do is I cut them in half, I scoop out the very sweet tart jelly, and then I eat them raw. Or you can make jams, sauces, glazes. I like to add them to salads. And one of the extra benefits of these pineapple guavas are They have a gorgeous perfume. You can put a bowl of them like on your counter and you'll get this delicious, delicious fragrance. I can't quite explain it. It's very, it's sweet, but not too sweet. I don't know. It's just, it's lovely. They should make a perfume from it. Next, it's time to cut hydrangea blossoms. If you enjoy drying the flowers of hydrangeas, November is the perfect month to do so. And if not, once the flowers fade, make sure to cut back the stems to encourage new growth. I don't like cutting them back to the ground. Some people do that because I find that that takes a couple of years for them to flourish again. So I just cut the, the faded flowers and then they seem to bloom the next year. It's time to plant succulents. Succulents are drought and fire resistant, and many boast beautiful flowers, unique shapes, and striped striations. And planting a selection in one designated area presents a bigger impact of form, of texture, and of color. 
And it's time for your very final grape harvesting. I actually just harvest my last grapes this morning. The crops of grapes have come to season's end. Now if you have walnut trees, you can harvest your walnuts. If you still have bunches, though, of grapes hanging on your vine, take that opportunity to cut them, refrigerate them, or dehydrate them. And the other thing that I love about grapevines is they have the beautiful red-hued leaves right now because they are, you know, they're, they, they turn fall color. And you can use them in your autumn decorations, your place settings, and your Thanksgiving decor. So that's really pretty fun. And it's obviously time to give thanks. We all have so much for which to be grateful. And as Thanksgiving nears, it's just a week away, take time to express your appreciation for the blessings and gifts you have received. And remember the people in your life that have been there for you on all occasions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And always just remember that to everything, there is a season. And now is the time to turn, 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 and turn the dirt as well well i'm cynthia bryan you are listening to star style be the star you are happy gardening happy growing and happy gratitude i will be back in just a jiffy so don't go away be the star you are. follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we're back, and you are listening to Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. So, we hope to encourage you, inspire you, and empower you to be the star you are. Now, before I get into the segment, I just want to say you know, um, Black Friday's coming up, Cyber Monday's coming up. And there are so many ways that if you are a person that's going to be shopping online, that you could be helpful to be the star you are because you can shop online, 
doesn't cost you any more. But if you go to um, to smile.amazon.com and you click on Be the Star You Are, look at our website and see how you can help us. We also work with giving assistants where you can shop at over 3,500 stores and um, givingassistant.org. And all you have to do is um, click on Be the Star You Are and the stores will donate a small percentage to Be the Star You Are. So I think that is great. Also, we just want to say that books make a wonderful, wonderful gift for the holidays. And if you want any of our signature books, of which we have eight now, all of the money will be a donation to Be the Star You Are, which will keep this radio show going so we could really use the donation and just go to star style uh what is it star style store star style store dot net and you'll see um the list of our books you can buy our t-shirts there are audio tapes there are cds and again we can autograph them for you and get them shipped for you for christmas uh and more and if you want to do lots of books, like if you want to order 30 books or 100 books, then shoot me an email, would you? Because then I'll be able to give you wholesale prices. And uh, the email would be Cynthia at CynthiaBryan.com. Okay, so that's my little commercial for Be The Star You Are and our books. And um, we hope that you'll pick some up. And we have books for gardeners. Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul and Growing with the Goddess Gardener. Of course, the trilogy of books in the Be the Star You Are series, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Be the Star You Are Millennials to Boomers, and Be the Star You Are 99 Gifts. We have the business of show business. I think we have a couple of books left of Miracle Moments, which is a quote book, a small little quote book. And um, anyway, so so check it out, okay, starstylestore.net. Well, have you ever wondered if you're losing your mind? I know that I do from time to time. And everybody, I think everybody I know, sometimes, you know, you walk into a room and you forget something or you can't get to sleep at night because you just can't turn your brain off. You're thinking about all the things that you have to do tomorrow or the next day or whatever it is. So the mental health screening and assessment tools for primary care table actually provides a listing of mental health screening and assessment tools that can summarize the psychometric testing properties. And they take into consideration cultural considerations, costs, key references, and, you know, all of that's rather complicated. But there is a tool that you can use every day, any time of day, and at any time to understand how you personally are on a mental health scale. And it's pretty simple. Now, I actually have a card that I can't remember. I got it when I was speaking at a conference. Somebody handed it to me, and it was actually called a stress meter. And you just hold it between your thumb and your finger. And I don't know if it measures heat or how it works, but it is. it actually works. It'll tell you. It'll uh, go to a different color if you're stressed or if you're just fine, it stays green. If you're really stressed, it goes to red. And it, it, it kind of it is a meter for you to know where you are. But there are other ways that you can just do it on your own without having a meter. Because we have a lot of human emotions. 
And uh, we can divide the mental health pain scale into mild, moderate, and severe. So I'm going to give you some ways that you can just assess your own feelings, your own emotions, and your own stress for the day. And that'll give you some kind of indication of where your mental health is for that particular moment. So we'll start with mild. All right. So if you are just mild, it you mean that everything's really okay. There's nothing really terribly, horribly wrong. You, you know, you're 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 enjoying life. You might have a little bit of frustration. You might be a little disappointed. You know, you might be stuck in traffic. Um, you might be distracted and not getting all the work done that you want. But, you know, somebody could call you and it could cheer you up. Or you could read a funny slogan and you could feel better already. So even though things might be bothering you a little bit, you're coping. Uh, you might be tired. You might be hungry. And, you know, you might actually have some pain, but the reality is, is you're really okay. So that you're in the green zone. There isn't really anything you need to do. Just continue enjoying life and and being human because we're all going to have some stress. The second one is moderate. And in moderate, today is really a crappy day. You probably had a bad day, or maybe you've had a few bad days, or maybe if you're like me, the whole month of October was so challenging um, that you just were like, oh my gosh, what is the next moment going to bring? But moderate, you still have the skills to get through it, and you still know how to take care of yourself, and as long as you're gentle with yourself and you don't beat yourself up... uh, you're you're doing okay. Now, your mental health is suffering a little bit and it might be having some impact on your work or it might have some impact on your relationship. And um, if you find things are starting to get a little bit too difficult or you're really not feeling well, then you really do want to talk to your doctor. So when you're moderately stressed, you can't do things the way that you've usually done them, and that's due to a higher stress level because you're having impulsive or compulsive thoughts, and sometimes that's pretty hard to cope with. However, you um, it's still moderate. It's you're not in the danger zone. It's not like you you know you really have to seek a professional unless you're not feeling well or you're you're thinking, yeah, this is really bad. So if you're feeling like it's really bad, you might have moved into what we call the severe area. And when you're having a severe mental health issue, what happens is you start avoiding things. You're feeling really distressed. And you actually stay away from things because you think that it's going to make it worse. You might not want to watch the news, you don't want to see a newspaper. I mean, little things can trigger really big emotions. And if that's the case, you definitely need to seek some help because when you're in this severe area, it's it's serious. So if you feel like you can't hide the stress anymore and you're struggling and you're, you're lashing out and you're really having issues sleeping, you 
maybe you can't eat or you're overeating or you're drinking too much or you're isolating yourself and you don't want to leave the house. You don't want to have fun. You don't want to socialize. You don't want to go out with, you know, go out and see people. Um, if you're at work, you just can't focus on the work. You, you're disorganized. If you're in school, you can't study. You read the same passage 20 times and you still don't understand what it said. And then you've got to do it again. If you're jittery, if you're breaking out in a rash, if you're having trouble breathing, all of these are affecting your life. And this means that you are very, very stressed out and you are definitely having some mental health issues that are going to require, you know, some help. And and that was probably a professional. That probably means that you're going to need to see your internist or if you have um, a counselor that you can talk to, you're going to need to talk to the counselor or a psychiatrist or a psychologist because what happens is you are at a critical point. Uh, It's almost like your body isn't functioning anymore properly, which means your mind isn't functioning. You're just not thinking clearly and you most likely are going to need some urgent assistance because you could be at a risk to yourself Or if untreated, you could be at a risk to others. You're going to be more susceptible to injuries, to accidents, to falls, to car accidents. Um, There are so many things that can happen when your mind isn't in the right place. So when you feel that you're having like the worst mental or emotional distress possible, this is when you really can't care for yourself anymore. And if you start imagining that things are getting worse and nothing is getting better, it's time to actually call a, um, a crisis sign, a crisis line. So maybe that's when you have to call someone on the phone or definitely just make that appointment with your doctor. So seek help when you feel it's necessary Or if you can relate to any one of your friends or your family members who you think might be going through any of these major emotions, help them get through it too. You might want to uh, talk to them, suggest that they get help, find the phone numbers that they would need or find the medical professionals that could help them because you do not want to ignore these signs of stress. You know, remember that seeking help is a sign of courage and it's a sign of strength. It is not a sign of weakness. Uh, And unfortunately, so many people think that when they're going through stressful times and they reach out for some, uh, some help, whether it be mental help or physical help or spiritual help or emotional help, they feel that they're not being the strong people that they are. But, you know, you, you could also, um, if you have insurance, you can also contact your insurance company. Many, many insurance companies actually offer assistance for stress-related symptoms. But whatever you do, do not ignore it because this is something that could be very um, frightening for you and for those around you. And again, if it's happening to somebody else, someone you love, a friend, a partner, a family member, 
be that uh, that guide to them. Be that aid. Be proactive. Don't don't shoo it under the rug because um, these are all signs that you know it's a cry for help. So we'll come back from break in a couple of minutes. We're going to have a business bite. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. For more information about any of uh, our books or anything about me or to book a consultation, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. And for the website for the charity, it's BeTheStarYouR.org. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. All things, even what seems totally impossible, can be accomplished when you take a few important steps. Visualize the prize, identify a specific goal, and imagine yourself achieving it in every detail. For example, if you want to be a professional speaker, see yourself speaking to thousands of people, making a difference in their lives. Write down your visualizations and repeat them to yourself every day. As you do, your belief and confidence will grow. Choose a role model. Inspirational role models demonstrate possibilities and provide an invaluable resource for motivation, strength, and hope. Keep reminders of your goals and dreams on cards or put them where you will see them often. On the refrigerator, on the dashboard, on mirrors, on your computer. Sticky notes work well for that. And pick yourself up after a setback. See mistakes as opportunities to learn and develop new strategies. Mistakes are inevitable. They're valuable and they're essential for growth. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite for Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376. 376 Moraga, California 94556 Be the star you are dot org Dare to care You are the star Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling. We are back, and you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style Be the Star You Are. Josh was just telling me about a proposal that is now in our legislature uh, for California that, I mean, California is going crazy, that would require um, private homeowners to allow anyone who knocks on their door to use their bathroom. Uh, and it's punishable by law <laughs> and fines and up and even prison. So I can't imagine it's going to pass. But um, that to me is the craziest thing that I've ever, I've ever, ever heard. I, I know we don't want people urinating on the streets and defecating, you know, on sidewalks. But um, that's why we have to build more uh, facilities for people who need to use them outside. Okay, well, that's my rant. California is going a little nuts, though, I, I got to tell you. So now we're going to talk about homeownership. So if you have an adult child who is financially stable but not exactly settled, you might want to consider the results of a new study about millennials and the obstacles that are keeping them from home ownership. You know, in the country as a whole, prices are really high and inventory is low. We can't even talk about California. It's so expensive here. I think that more people are moving out of California than um, babies are being born or people moving here because it's it's just um, everything is so expensive. If you If you kind of didn't grow up here or you didn't get in, Years ago, uh, boy, you better work for a tech company or, you know, be a movie star or a sports car, uh, not a sports car, a sports star, (laughs) or you may not be able to own a home. But um, in the country as a whole, prices are so high, as I said, so that makes life tough for buyers of all demographics, but particularly first-time buyers who are in the 23 to 40-year age range. Now, there's a new study from Bankrate that sheds light on the factors that are keeping young Americans from, you know, that dream of home ownership. So, first of all, living costs are more likely to hobble millennials. The study, which surveyed more than 2,500 adults, they asked the respondents across three age groups to name their very biggest obstacle to buying a home. A little more than half of the millennials Half of the Gen Xers and baby boomers claimed that they earned too little income. And millennials, however, were much more likely than the other two demographics to cite the cost of living as a significant barrier. So if your adult child is, you know, looking to buy a home and they don't have enough money, you know, it's hard because there's a barrier to owning a home. And it might be time to, to have to look at budgets and cut back on amenities to have to save some money. Now, millennials expect, and correctly, that it's going to take them longer to save. The study found that although millennials are the most likely to be actively saving money for down payments, they're also more likely to envision a longer road to getting there than the older survey respondents. Uh, and they're right in that prediction. And... They also um, tend to spend more money. They kind of, they tend to live for today. And even though they might be saving, they're probably spending more than they're saving. 
Now, the average millennial respondent required a full three years to save for even a small down payment, which was three months longer than Gen Xers and six months longer than baby boomers. And that might have something to do with student debt, which millennial respondents are much more likely to cite as a barrier to home ownership. But also, um, it, it is also because they are spending more and living for today. So the other part of this equation is, is the longer you wait, the harder it gets. Now, we got to remain optimistic. The study did indicate that 30, 37% of Gen Xers and a full 60% of baby boomers believed that they would never, ever be able to save enough to buy a home. And only 27% of millennials believe that they wouldn't be able to buy a home. So it's interesting. Millennials are much more optimistic than baby boomers and Gen Xers. I mean, think about 60% of baby boomers believe that they cannot afford a home. Now, help your children help themselves. The study's authors offered a few ideas that could help you distill the study results into something useful. So we can consider offering this advice to any young adults uh, when we're having a discussion about buying a home. And of course, if you're listening to this show and you are a young adult, just you know, take some of this with a grain of salt, but listen to it. When talking, we can't assume the basics are common knowledge because more than half of U.S. adults don't know the minimum percentage of a home loan needed for a down payment. And what that minimum is these days is normally 20% of the loan. Now, you can, if you, have, uh, if you have excellent credit, it could be possible to pay less. But normally, if you pay less than 20% down, you're going to have to buy very expensive insurance to make sure that you're going to pay it off. So what can you do? You need to tally up your debt, check your credit reports, and your credit score before you do anything else. You might want to open a dedicated savings account just for home buying expenses. You have to have a budget. Determine a budget and what is the amount you can afford, not the amount a lender green lights for you to borrow. You want to also research different kinds of loan uh, programs. There could be VA loans, FHA loans, USDA loans, conventional loans. You want to pick the one that's best for you. So like if you're a veteran, you know, you could probably get a VA loan. And then you want to think about enrolling in some housing counseling, which you can find for free. There's a lot of programs out there. So you could type in to your Google housing counseling. Now, mortgage refinancing has really surged this year as interest rates have dropped to some pretty low levels. And rates on 30-year fixed rate mortgage as of August 15th of this year were averaging about 3.6, 3.8, which is pretty low. That was thanks to tumbling yields on the 10-year treasury. But I've noticed already now that they have climbed and then uh, rates on on adjustables are have really climbed. So we got to be careful. Now, what about going beyond that 0.5% rule? 
There's a conventional wisdom that says you should refinance if you can get a rate at least one half percentage point below your existing rate. However, that can be a mistake because there are some other crucial factors. And those um, include, are you facing prepayment penalties on your existing mortgage if you pay off the mortgage ahead of schedule? Because those penalties may apply in the first three years of a mortgage. If there aren't prepayment, do you have the money for closing costs? And you also want to know what other costs are there points. There's typically 2 to 6% of the loan balance, and there's usually other fees like loan origination, application, uh, title fees, and how long do you plan on staying in your home? It'll likely take several years of lower monthly mortgage payments to recover any upfront closing costs. So you definitely want to figure out your break-even point. There is a refinance calculator that you can go to if you go to hsh.com forward slash refinance calculator, and that might help you. Or sometimes you can ask the bank, but before you even apply for a loan, make sure your credit is good. Check your credit score and check your credit reports. Make sure there's no errors there because it could take a long time Uh, You could also sign up for Credit Karma, that's uh, Credit with a K, and Karma with a K, which is a free service that will monitor your credit score for you. And Because if you go in with a low score, you're not going to get a loan, or if you do, you're going to have to pay a lot more for it. Now, other things to be aware of, that there are cash-out refinancings that offer fewer tax advantages. And ever since the the Trump laws, there's a lot less tax advantages. So you've got to be careful. So the popular strategy replaces your existing mortgage with a new home loan for more than you owe in your house. And then that allows you to tap into some of the equity. And under the old federal tax law, the mortgage interest you paid on the home equity debt, that's the cash out portion of the refinance, was fully deductible up to $100,000 regardless of how you use the money. Under the new law, the interest might be deductible, might or may. It's not a, you have to talk to an accountant, only if the money is used for home improvements. So, you know, the new law doesn't allow you to use these home equity for whatever you need. Now, let's talk about buying a second home. (laughs) Do you dream of owning like a waterfront home or you want, you know, um, you want a place on the ocean, on a river, a lake, or an A-frame, on the mountains, or maybe you want a pied a terre in in the in the city somewhere, or maybe you just want a little cozy bungalow that you could, you know, that's down a quiet road that you just thought, oh, having a second home could be an escape from a workaday world. Or from extreme seasonal weather, like if you live in Canada and you'd like to live, you know, have some part time in Florida. But there's a reality of owning multiple homes and it can be really different from the dream. I know for me, I always, always dreamed of having a, an oceanfront place. It's never happened. I've never had a second home, can barely pay for, <laughs> pay the monthly mortgage on a first, uh, first one. But for many years, I always thought, oh, gosh, I'd love just a tiny little bungalow, either on a lake or the ocean um, or even a stream where I could listen 
to the water, listen to the crashing waves, and write. Because I write best, and I'm a writer, and you know, writing books, and and um, and just doing a lot of writing for the newspaper and magazines and all this. I always thought it would be just so great to have that escape place. Uh, it's never happened because, first of all, there's no place that's close enough in uh, California to where I live that would make it feasible to get away. And uh, second of all, California is just so expensive. It would be nuts. And I you know, wouldn't be able to write any of it off. Uh, but the third thing that I've really learned over the years of not having one and seeing people who do have one is that once you have a second home, you feel obligated to go there all the time. And it actually becomes a second burden because you have to do all the repairs and the maintenance and the upkeep and pay taxes. And, you know, it really can become tough. So some buyers end up dearly wishing they had rented a second property or just stuck with the first home. And some people do end up loving their second homes and they're glad they bought them. We have a neighbor who, I don't know, I think for many, many years, probably 30 years, has had a cabin in Tahoe, which can be, you know, four to six hours away from where we are, depending on weather and traffic. In snow, it can be 12 hours. But they literally go almost every weekend and they love it and they they wouldn't do anything else. They come down they come down to the Bay Area to work Monday through Friday and then they're in Tahoe for the weekend because they love skiing, both snow and water skiing, and they love all that. But other people, you know, which could turn out to be you, are really, really glad that they did not buy a second property and it's important to go um, into any property with your eyes wide open. So here are some things to consider before buying a second home. First of all, the new federal tax law slashes second home tax advantages. So before 2018, taxpayers could deduct the interest up to a million dollars in mortgage debt. So that was good. But that has been chopped to 750000 for a new mortgage. And here in California... You know, it's pretty crazy. You get a shed for about that much. Now, the million-dollar limit remains in effect for mortgages that were issued before December 16, 2017. There's also a new $10,000 cap on deductions for state and local payments on property taxes. Now, think about that. If you have a $750,000 mortgage or a million-dollar mortgage, your um, taxes are a lot more than 10000 and you can't deduct them anymore. So these tax limits apply to the total amount that singles or couples filing jointly pay in mortgage interest and state and local taxes, which means that people who own multiple properties are going to definitely exceed the limits and they're not going to be able to have any tax write-off. So what's more, the standard deduction, that deduction that taxpayers can claim without itemizing, it has been nearly doubled to 24000 for married couples filing jointly, and, uh, or 26600 I believe, if, the, if uh, a spouse is 65 or over. But as a result, a smaller percentage of taxpayers are going to itemize their taxes in years, and the tax advantages of home ownership disappear completely if you don't itemize. 
Now, a second home is an investment, but it not, might not be your best investment option. And that is because home buyers offer reassure themselves that real estate is an investment and that it's going to go up. But most second home buyers already have a big chunk of their assets tied up in their first homes. And then adding a second home means their assets are not diversified. And that leaves them at a risk if there's a downturn in the housing market, as there was from, you know, 2008 to like 2016. So real estate tends not to be the great investment people imagine because they fail to fully consider the costs of home ownership beyond the mortgage, the maintenance, the insurance, the taxes. It all really adds up. And then factor into these costs, the stock market offers substantially better long-term returns than the housing market. Also, renting out your second property when you're not using it, it might improve your investment's return, but maybe not as much as you hope. And second properties could be seasonal, and you might actually have things, your home get ruined, like what just happened here on Halloween at an Airbnb on a multi-million dollar home where um, five people were shot and killed and the home 100% completely demolished by a party and I don't know how insurance takes care of that also you'll need two of everything don't forget that Um, second home upkeeps are likely to be higher than you're going to expect because you're going to have to hire professionals you're going to have to have if you have um, lawns or gardens you know maybe you would do it yourself if you live there but if you're not there you're going to have to hire somebody to do it you can't leave something sitting vacant or the rats and the skunks are going to move in Or you might have a slow water leak and that might, uh, you know, culminate in a major rappel bill. bill. So it could be really tricky to sell or rent your second home and it just depends where you are. It might make your your place much and your life less interesting because, as I said, you're only going to go there. And if you are going to thinking of willing it to somebody, maybe your family doesn't want that anxiety. So consider it. So if these are sorts of things that are going to keep you up at night, owning a home or a second home may not be for you. And if you remain undeterred after considering all of these, well then, happy house hunting. Well, thanks for being great listeners and allowing me into your life um, every week, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Be The Star You Are, And consider making a donation. It is Thanksgiving and the holidays are coming. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And you can do it via PayPal there. It's really easy. Or you can also send a check. And um, you can find our address online as well. But the address is P.O. Box 4, uh, no, P.O. Box 376. Moraga, California, 94556. And don't forget, Be The Star You Are has just been honored by the California Legislative Assembly for 20 years of dedicated service of empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy and positive media messages, just like this show, as well as we donate books for disaster relief, and we're trying to give people tools for living. So until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I thank you, 
And I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week as you prepare for Thanksgiving. Next week is going to be a great week. And until then, dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Thanks for joining me. Have a great week. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.